Warning, this episode of Scream 101 features harsh language because our co-host couldn't keep his damn mouth shut. Listener discretion is advised. I was born to destroy Boone and the breed together. You're crazy. No, I'm death. Plain and simple. And welcome to Scream 101 Podcast. I'm Brennan Klein. And I'm Shannon Chalakian. And <laughs> and on this episode of Scream 101, uh, we will be talking about the infamous Nightbreed Director's Cut. Specifically the Director's Cut. Why the Director's Cut, Brennan? Well, um, we're going to be talking about the Director's Oh my god, sorry. <laughs> I'm a mess. I just drove here over two hours in traffic. I peed in the women's restroom of a Korean church, and I'm having a great night. Um, <clears throat> we're talking about the director's cut because our guest today is Andrew Furtado, who directed the director. He edited the director. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're here Furtado. with Clive Barker. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Oh, my God. He's This is Andrew. <laughs> He's the editor of the director's cut. Why don't you introduce uh, him? My name is Andrew. I'm the editor of the director's cut. <laughs> Brennan, uh, first thing, the, as soon as as soon as we met up and started uh, to get everything ready, he's like, "Can I use your bathroom?" I'm like, "I already knew." The doors open. Uh, I, I don't. Do you cut out bathroom breaks in your podcast, or do you leave them in? And then Shannon, you just left to, to do all Pretty the. Pretty much. Oh, we, uh, uh, peeking behind the curtain, we cut them out. Oh shit! I didn't mean to. I, I didn't mean to screw that up. I, I'm sorry about that. No, it's. Uh, I'm keeping. I'm keeping everything secret. Uh, I. I edited, I edited the director's cut of Nightbreed with Clive Barker, a film that came out when I was one years old. And uh, So what did you think of it when you saw it then? No. Oh, let me tell you. As soon as I saw it when I was one, I was like, man, I can't wait. 25 years. I'm going <laughs> to cut the shit out of this. I just want to do it. I want to fix it. Uh, actually, when I when I first got the job, uh, was a year and a half before we started uh, to really, when it was released. And uh, I, I met... I, I was at a screening of there's this is the third cut of the movie by the way Nightbreed um, I don't know if you knew that the Cabal cut there's the Cabal Which cut was notoriously strange it's a piece of shit and the, the reason I bring this up so early out of context is because you called me the director on accident but the editor of that film gave himself a credit oh no oh, as no. restoration director oh no <laughs> okay so so this this is this is Clive's mind for anyone who who doesn't know Nightbreed uh it was a film that came out in 1990 uh it was his follow-up to Hellraiser and it's famous for being a huge flop because originally Clive made the movie that came out later as the director's cut but uh slasher films were so popular in the day that uh, they, the people over at uh, Morgan Creek, their fuck faces, um, <laughs> I'm never going to work for them, it's okay, um, again, uh, and uh, they, they were like, we like the slasher idea, this Cronenberg character, why don't you make him the forefront, and, and Clive's like, no, nah, that's not, <clears throat> not the movie I made, and they go, well, you're fired, and they <laughs> fired him and made the movie anyways the way they wanted to, and, uh, and then so years go by, Clive gave up, he tried another movie, and in Lord of Illusions, it sucked and it, it bombed. I mean, and I didn't, I didn't see it. I don't know if it sucked, but um, 
he he kind of gave up on film after that following like 20 years down the line um mark miller who produced the director's cut uh found a bunch of deleted scenes and, and home tapes from from uh from from uh, the original filming of Nightbreed in Clive's closet next to all his porn, and uh, <laughs> this true story, and they sent it to uh, the UK because it was all in PAL. Uh, so someone converted the dailies, and then that person was so compelled to make like his own cut. He he asked, "Hey Clive, can I make a cut?" And they were like, "Yeah, that's fine." He goes, "Cool, it's done. I made it already." Here you go, <laughs> uh, and uh, they gave him the cut. And then uh, Clive said, "This is awesome. Do you mind if I give you some notes?" And the guy said, "Well, this is really my thing." Uh-huh. Uh, so Clive, not only so this is this is the world of Clive. I made a movie. It's not mine. You found my movie. That's not mine. <laughs> and so this time when I got hired for it, I was like, they they asked me whose movie is this. I'm like, it's Clive fucking Barker's. And they go, that's right, you're hired. And so that's that's how that happened. Congratulations. Uh, but yeah, I just I just figured since you said I was the director, I'm not the director. I'm the editor. I'm fully aware of it, and I'm proud of it. Okay, I don't want to steal anyone's movie. Thank oh, you, man. You're fantastic. Oh, okay. Um, we'll discuss Nightbreed. I'll shut up. And your no, no. We'll discuss your relationship to Nightbreed a little later. But right now, um, you, sir, have a podcast that I have been featured on. And by the time this episode airs, Shannon will also have been featured on. Yes. And uh, and for our hardcore listeners, which we have, um, they will know that we have talked about you several, several times. Because we stole a game from your show. Yeah, yeah you did. You yeah. told me about it. You were very proud of it. Which game was it? Um, the Devil's Advocate. Which is I, our I awful hate reviews that game. of movies. Oh, see, that's it's fun though. No, I mean, it's I, fun I, reading I mean, I people... hate it because I'm in the seat. You know, oh, like yeah. he's he <clears throat> detaches himself, and then it's all me, which is why. Because I'm the king. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's, he's the I, he's the restoration the director. director. If, if it makes you feel better, my, my version of the game is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have fun doing it. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest. <laughs> but yeah, my my podcast now streaming podcast is a Netflix podcast available on iTunes, and it's fun. It it is fantastic, and I wanted to ask a couple questions about that because also okay, I'm just really happy that you're here. Um, What's your favorite movie that someone else has made you watch for the show? Because at the end of every show, someone picks a movie for you mm-hmm. to watch the next show. So what's yes. your favorite? Uh, the most fun I've had... Was it Where the World Mine? It was, right? Hitler, that's the <laughs> one that inspired this. Here's the thing. I thank Where the World Mine. Because when Brennan was on last time, he said, watch this movie, Where the World Mine. Everyone on the next podcast watched it. Because not just me. Every, I have three yeah. guests each week, and they have to watch the movie, too. No one liked it, but <laughs> everyone had so much fun hating it that it became this slew of like, hey, let's watch another bad movie this week. Ha-ha, I'm going to make you watch the... Uh, you made me watch that piece of shit. I'm going to make you watch this piece of shit. And no one realizes I have to watch all of them. So, uh, it, and my girlfriend, being as sweet and kind as she is, tries to watch them all with me. Uh, and uh, we got to a point where it was just... It was this. It was... Do you mind? Uh, you can watch that one alone, can't you? Like she doesn't want to watch them anymore because they just became bad, bad, bad. But it all got me to this one film called Patch Town. Oh God! Oh, Patch. Which is not a good film, but I'm very verbal about that. I I, I am very uh, open of saying that, and I'm very excited because that film has inspired in, inspired so many people to watch it. Uh, our conversation had so many people watch it that uh, the director took notice of all the tweets coming from now streaming. And now he's coming on my podcast in January. Yes. Uh, I asked him if he can come on sooner. He goes, I'll be in, uh, I'll be in Czechoslovakia making a movie. And then in parentheses, he wrote, yes, I'm making another movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so too. I, I really enjoy people who get the humor of and, and, and are open to being part of something, making fun of their own work. I've had uh, I've had uh, the walking deceased people on my podcast, which is another show. terrible movie, but oh, they man. let me just rip into their movie for hours and they joined in. They were like, we made a drinking game out of it. We know it's not good. Oh, it's so <laughs> like, good. I'm so but yeah, glad. it's so fun. But uh, yeah, as far as movies that, that have come out, like last week I watched Nurse. Oh yeah, which I don't recommend anyone do. <laughs> See, I, I'm hoping eventually it's going to get to the point where it's just a gem, like a golden gem <laughs> of delightfulness comes out of it, and everyone's happy and everyone wants to watch it. <laughs> Until then, I get to watch movies about genocides called The Act of Killing, which is a documentary, which is phenomenal. I was at like the L.A. not premiere, not fancy, but like like the first screening of that yeah. in L.A. And like Joshua Oppenheimer, the director was there. Mm-hmm. He's a pretentious guy. Of course he's he is. He made a douchebag. But but he Werner made a great movie. There. Werner Herzog anywhere makes anything great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I could listen. I've listened. I've actually listened to him narrate a story of a plastic bag floating through wind and was immersed. That's my favorite scene from American Beauty. It's my favorite scene from the uh, <laughs> Katy Perry music video. <laughs> That's definitely how I feel. If anyone's seen. Uh, my son, my son, what have you done? Werner Herzog's worst movie of uh, of the ge- generation, and that's saying a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's a bonus feature on there of a documentary of a plastic bag floating through the wind. <laughs> so they they saw American Beauty and they were like, let's make a fucking movie about it. And he narrates the story of the life of this plastic bag. You awesome. weren't kidding. I oh, thought... you fucking think I'm joking? Oh, no. I was hoping. I'm a very serious human being. There's very few things I will joke about. <laughs> All right. Plastic bag documentaries are my shit. I can mm. imagine. All right. Learning so much about you. So... <laughs> If someone, say, several of our listeners, several of our three listeners probably haven't heard your show, um, would you, do you have an episode that you would suggest they start on? That's like your favorite episode. You know, I, I don't. I don't. I always say just listen to the most recent one unless it's mm-hmm. a shitty one. And I say listen to the one before. That. But <laughs> because every episode I'm growing, every episode I'm changing, every, every, every episode I'm trying to do something different, do something better. Uh, there's a great episode that changed the podcast for me, uh, which is where I introduced a game called Biohazard, where oh, I yeah. show an image of a movie, uh, a poster, and then I tell them the title, and they come up with a trailer for that like they do their best in a world uh it's the episode with todd berger who's the director of a movie called um Ooh, shoot no i punched myself the dick for this uh no uh todd berger he directed a, a movie that takes place in the last day on earth a bomb dropped in america uh and uh this group of people are stuck in their house with uh having brunch um oh shit i forgot the name of the movie i have a copy of it right here uh <laughs> Either way, it's a great episode. Uh, I, but yeah, I uh, his he did one for Metal Tornado, which is a movie because it was his. Oh, it's a disaster is the name of his movie, and so I did a series of disaster movies. Ooh. And there was one called Metal Tornado, and his concept of it was in a world where all the rock stars get sucked into a tornado. It's just like it was beautiful, and it just blew my mind. And so ever since then, I've been trying to play that game as much as I can. Uh, but yeah, that the episodes are constantly growing some of them are bad some of them are good but there's usually anyone with buzz danger wallach is always mm-hmm. a blast but uh the one with brennan klein fucking uh, classic yeah. classic <laughs> i remember after that episode you were like you like to talk and i was like 
Thank you. <laughs> I didn't mean it in a bad way. No, I know. Like I took it as a compliment, but okay. I was like, he has a podcast. We're aware. He's this. got podcast voice. I do. Oh, I'm a little a sick right now, so my podcast voice is a little deeper and sexier than normal. It's all so you. All really, you can ask I'm really for. Happy about that. It sounds smooth. Thank you. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on into our. Let's move on into our discussion of Nightbreed, the director's cut, which is on Netflix, so we can talk about it. Yes! Um, uh, so, as always, he's going to read the plot, and we're going to say that there's spoilers. If you didn't get that already, here we go. Shannon Brennan. really likes to interrupt me and just start going into it without letting me read the plot. Oh, this would be great for my gravelly trailer voice, because I'm already sick. Okay. <clears throat> Here's the plot of Nightbreed. Boone may be a troubled young man, but his troubles are just beginning. <laughs> Set up as the fall guy in a string of slasher murders, he decides he'll hide by crossing the threshold that separates us from them. And sneak into the forbidden subterranean realm of Midian, Boone will live among the monsters. Which is a kind of a crappy description of the movie. Oh, you know, that's actually very accurate to what Netflix would say about it. Netflix is the worst fucking bios for anything. I, I, I guarantee that one from Nightbreed is... Check out Craig Sheffer. <laughs> you remember him, right? What's he from? Hellraiser 5. <laughs> yes. And there's monsters. Watch it. <laughs> like, they're they're the worst with summaries. Um, because it's just some dude named Craig just sitting in his office writing them. I don't <laughs> Is know. it Craig Sheffer? I have no <laughs> Award-winning Craig Sheffer. you got to see this performance. Some note, though, is that your girlfriend's copy? Yeah, that is. Did you, is that you signing the front? Yes, says? it is, because I am the kind of guy who goes, hey, you want to watch a movie? I edited. Uh, and uh, she did. And uh, I signed because anyway. <laughs> I'm a tool. Wait, wait, this is after you guys are... This isn't like... This is... This That's is, what got them together. This is this is a little over a year ago, which is a few months into our relationship. Oh, yes. okay. It was fairly new. So it was really like adorable. the key point It's because you, you as an editor know better than anyone else when it's boring and you can kiss during the boring parts. Oh my God, that's oh, genius. I'm a smart no, man. I yeah. know, I know. And, and you're a man of, of simple words. Two L, you're cute. That's great. I'm That's I'm professional. I, no, she's reading sweet. this from like 20 feet away. Her yeah. eyes are like a huck. They're they're it's incredibly adorable. good. It's crazy. No, it's uh, great. Yeah, on my copy because I got I got a copy signed by Clive because, you know, I asked him and <laughs> uh, he he uh, he said that I was sublimely stupid. Uh, on the back, which is always nice because he circled my name and really pointed it out. <laughs> um, he called me that because for some reason, uh, when we were talking, we I recorded the audio commentary on there as well. Uh, and um, he was saying that when we were having a conversation, I constantly float between saying film, flick, and movie. And I, because I have a problem where I just don't see I, I have a different reasoning for all of them uh, so it's not weird that I use them but uh, he thought it was dumb I don't know if it's an insult because he's British and uh, yeah, his accent's um, nice it's okay because I, I do that too when I'm writing on air in the head because I'm like I don't want to just keep writing movie 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 over yeah. again like in the same sentence it's redundant and picture that's... give me a picture yeah. but they also mean different things like people have different words for sex because of their relationship with like the experience and like how making it's love mm-hmm. yeah exactly like I make know. flicks schnozberries um <laughs> yeah yeah no that's the thing i learned in second grade it was like don't be redundant don't use the same word twice and i took that to heart and 
uh, every single word I've ever used is a completely different word from all the other words. Aww. I just said word like three times, so I, that's you clearly You totally contradicted yourself. Uh, let's move on into <laughs> our ratings. We rate on a five-point Likert scale, according to Shannon, because she's a sociology major. And No, I'm not. What are you? Who are you? Okay. I'm so t- I introduced you as Andrew when we walked in, so I'm not. <laughs> you really. also called me the director <laughs> of Nightbreed. <laughs> we sleep in the same room, Brennan. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish I was asleep right now. God. <laughs> So with our discussion, we have uh, four different scoring regimes, um, and we score on a five-point Likert scale. Because she's a human development major. What's there a Likert? We go. Likert. We actually discussed this on a previous podcast. Oh, okay, good. I don't want to. I don't want to have yeah, a Peter. You, you, you don't actually want to know. Long it's, story it's short, fine. I was a Scientology major, so I Scientology <laughs> sociology. <laughs> I didn't do well, um, but it, I didn't know that word. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, nobody. A, she was using it for like ten episodes, and I was just staring at her. And I was okay, like, what are you saying? no, it sounds like a you, word you, you would use. They they made us take research methods, and the only thing I got out of the entire class of research methods is that word. So well, let me use it. I'm okay, I'm glad it came in handy. Okay. I know. We rate on a five point Likert scale: scariness on screens, candiness on perms, gore on severed limbs, and quality on unlucky stars. Shannon, what did you rate the movie on scariness? So on scariness, I rated it a one because uh, it's not scary. It sucks that's fair that's fair for many reasons one of those reasons being uh it's not a horror movie yeah exactly (laughs) i loved your face your face was scarier than the movie just i have a very intense glare yeah that was great no that was great that was uh keep that look i'm in i'm an intense man uh but no i i 100 agree it's not a horror movie it's more of a love story this version of it is a is a love story more than it is anything else a love action movie um love actionally love actionally uh the the whole reason the film the film company wanted to change the movie was because it wasn't a horror movie uh so that explains that um the only thing that's really horrible about it is the monsters right which is it's just artistic more than anything exactly you'll see my recommendation later like it's just like yeah because yeah. you're supposed to relate to the monsters yeah. so you're not isn't that them. crazy this is the world <laughs> we're the monsters of the guys uh, i'm sorry <laughs> I, I think that's the most campy thing in the world um uh, and i i love i love it because uh there's people who are like blown away by that on, on the internet they're like i love that the, the monsters for one set of good guys this is a true this isn't me doing a dumb person voice there's a guy who does this <laughs> in a review it's like a 15 minute review he's like yeah the fuck it i i and get the director's cut and uh, he, he's just super bossed and it's beautiful <laughs> but I'll, I'll share it with you later anyways so Thank yeah um, I rated it 2 out of 5 on scariness for the same reasons um, the one like clincher for me to rate it 2 out of 5 was a scene in the hospital where the guy whose name is Narcisse Narcisse to Andrew I'm learning mm-hmm. um, he's like oh, let me show you my true face and he cuts off his face and I was with like there's awesome nothing under there you're an idiot. yeah that was great yeah. um, kind of like uh, Lady Gaga in American Horror Story get out of here he ripped her off <laughs> He ripped her off? Yeah. I'm sorry, a film from 1990? <laughs> no, Fuck no. you. What uh, would you rate it on scary, Miss Andrew? I, I agree. It's not scary at all. I would actually rate it. The only reason I would give it uh, any kind of a horror like horror rating is because of Buttonface, the whole yeah. David Cronenberg character. The, so that mask is fucking awesome. And the first time you see him, he's cutting up a fat lady. Uh, and it's it's adorable. Uh, <laughs> it's it's brutal. And that's the only thing that's really scary about it. The, um, the rest of the movie is not at all like that. But the, the thing that kind of tiptoes the line with with clive barker and being horror and and not being horror is he knows how to make 
violence beautiful in a way. Um, less towards the end when it's all like the Canadian hillbillies. Um, <laughs> but um, like especially with the kills from from Decker, uh, when he kills the fat girl, she knocks over a bunch of uh, what is it croquet balls, and they all oh, they all beautiful. drip blood across the screen, and it's beautiful. It was just so pretty, and it's just like everything could be a painting and all that shit. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's not a scary movie at all, no. and that's kind of what makes this movie different than other movies like that. Yeah. Yeah, and and in the theatrical cut, they highlighted the slasher elements, and it's like you know what wasn't gonna make money in 1990? A slasher movie. Yeah. Yeah, because there wasn't enough. There's not enough slasher movies back then. Yeah, you're missing it by a couple years. Yeah, fucking dummies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so campiness, Brandon, why don't you start us off? Uh, I rated it two out of five perms. I don't, I don't know where that number came from. I'm sorry, but <laughs> um, I, I love how many times uh, Clav gets Craig Sheffer to take his shirt off in the opening 45 minutes. Um, oh yeah, there's a lot of that. I really appreciate yeah. that. It's I, like Vince Victor Salva movies where you just oh. know there's going to be a boy taking a shower at one point in time. See, at least this guy is of age. I'm totally fine with exploiting men who are over. Well, Justin years Long old. just looks young. <laughs> I think he's still 12. <laughs> Um, but yeah, also that, um, the, the full musical performance at the club. Oh yeah. That you wanted to be in the movie. You forced it in there. No, here's the fun thing. Uh, Shout Factory, Scream Factory, uh, they already released before that we even started editing that the film was going to have 45 minutes of additional footage that was never before seen. Mm. And they emailed Mark and I and we're like, Hey, you're not going to make a liar out of us, are you? <laughs> so we had to kind of, uh, you know, some people kill their darlings. We had to actually find darlings. Had to burn uh, darlings. We had yeah. to, we had to, we had to stretch our darlings. And, um, that was one thing that I actually rallied to take out. Cause mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous. It's a full song. I, um, we love first, it. Is we the love thing. the song. We love it. But also that chick is not a rocker. And Bobby. Yeah. Oh my god, my favorite thing is watching her facial expressions. Yeah, They're beautiful. I know, it's great. <laughs> like everything she looks like, she's screaming like the letter T. I don't understand what yeah, it is. Like watermelon, watermelon. She, she dresses like, um, and like she's teaching kindergarten in Iowa. She took fashion lessons from Bill Cosby. Like <laughs> she did which oh, is why she had like the fringe and the weird like patterns. There was I think yeah. there was it was like a red jacket with like cow print and like fray. It was great. She yeah. was I, basically modeling all of Britney Spears's worst fashions from like nineteen ninety nine. And then her hair and then her get up when he was like her triangle like, hair is <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. I know. She she could be a, a cast member on the Rugrats. I mean it's just wonderful. Oh, yeah, my campiness score was three out of five for the reasons mm-hmm. that we just discussed. Um, also, Canadian hillbillies. Yes, yeah, please. They're, they're <laughs> Halloween four. You know, like <laughs> they're, they're they exist. I know. Oh, they <laughs> exist everywhere. I'm sure. But also, um, in addition, our our Mona character, which oh, we have yeah. to talk about. Who's um, Mona? Okay, the character of uh, Cheryl Ann, who's like the kind of like saucy, oh, lady. Oh, fucking crazy! The bar whore. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wait. So Mona, we we actually this is like a recurring theme. It's going to end up being like a Mona factor on our our podcast. But oh, I'm so glad. Game. I could be part of a film that is now part of your film podcast history. I know. <laughs> podcast. I know. So I Madman, which is one of the the first 
podcast is the that we first did. episode we ever oh that's did. right the the first episode we ever did had this character mona played by stephanie hodge who we actually got to interview which is one of it was a lot of it's fun. one of my favorite episodes oh, that yeah. we've done um, it was an she adventure is, she's, she's a, a gem nice. yeah um, totally but she played like the uh gin soaked co-worker of jenny wright who is constantly looking for a man and it, it was, always she's says, hilarious yeah she says she like gets her lips quippy cut things oh, yeah oh it's great but you know we've had we've had a couple other mona characters arise a when i'm when we're watching um these horror films and this was one of them where we had a mona character cheryl ann oh, yeah she's like the village bicycle of the rodeo bar oh, yeah she comes her. just to go you know what i mean <laughs> yeah she goes just to come that's <laughs> that's her bar whore name <laughs> go to come cheryl ann not a good name cheryl ann they couldn't oh. even make a real like like podunk name. They had to pick two regular names and create a everyone, podunk name. Everyone has to remember. This is in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those things about the film that always make me chuckle is the fact that it's in Canada and it's based it's like Arkansas, Canada. Mm-hmm. Straight out of Mississippi, Canada. Uh, everyone's apologizing and being super trash. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl Ann. That's a name. Someone made that. Cheryl Ann. Yeah. Sorry. But I was this just, house is not clean. But I was just saying that she <laughs> she definitely adds to our camp score because she's like wearing Absolutely. her all denim get up and like very nineties, but you know, is very nineties. So very Canadian. So it's her Canadian tuxedo dress. Yes. She's, so that is our campiness score that wait, I think we've beaten to death now. Andrew, what oh. would you rate it numerically? Yes. Campy? Yeah. Oh. Which we, we use very loosely here. Uh-huh. I would say there are some things. I would give it a three out of campiness. Johnny won't get angry. Johnny get angry. Here's why I would rate it a three. The the song, super campy. Yep. Uh, Not only does that song happen once, it happens in the credits. Uh, Oh, I didn't stay for the credits. No one does. And that's why we put it in. Um, That, uh, Cheryl Ann, now I understand she's a campy, campy camp camp. She's Uh, a camp counselor. and (laughs) And then also... As mean as this is, the hillbillies and some of the monsters have this super campy. There's a moment in there that's super campy. Oh, yeah. Where they initiate Boone into the night breed. Titular line, dude! Bam! Um, I love titular line. And we're going to discuss the monsters in a little more okay, detail. Okay, cool. A little bit. But that's that was when that initiation scene, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that, as far as campy goes, I've only rolled my eyes. That's how I judge campy, is if I roll my eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, totally. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had fun with it. It was great. Um, but yeah, let's move on to our gore score, which I'm also including makeup, because... Why not? This movie is full of it. Oh my god! Yeah. I rated it five out of five because Hell I yeah. had so much fun watching this movie. Like exploring Midian. There's Laurie? that scene where Laurie's just walking around for like ten minutes, just staring at all this awesome to Danny Elfman stuff. music. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so we actually added to that scene. We added maybe three minutes to that scene. Only three? Yeah, I know. Uh, but we, I actually had to extend that Danny Elfman song, uh, to make it all work. But yeah, that when she comes into Midian, you can hear mm-hmm. kids playing. Uh, one of the notes Clive gave me is, uh, we should hear generators. This is a running city. <laughs> uh, and so we really kind of filled that thing up with as much shit as we could. And we found as many cool visuals as possible. One of those things that was oddly taken out of the original is the giant monster being ridden by the sexy cat lady that was everything is awesome in that yeah i love that i love the lady with the fan over her face and she has no like yep. skin on oh, her yeah, jaw that was great 
Yeah. The, the the Jamaican text. He's he's reading. There's a guy who's reading tarot cards in the background. But I always said he's the Jamaican tax man. He's like, oh no, your ten ninety nine is all off. Like, there's so many. There's so many things in this movie that kind of just. Uh, I I created inside jokes with me and Mark. Myself. Mm-hmm. You had to keep saying right. Oh. Like that's that must have been something that you had to do. There was something. Uh, I'll briefly mention it and I'll share the link with you later. But okay. um, I made a, one of the things that got me through this film was how ridiculous I was going to make a 90s music video for it uh, for Johnny Get Angry and I made it like I I did it in one six my friend my friend Sam uh, recommended he's like you should make a music video and I did and uh, it was it was that that helped get me through this Uh, but it's just it's just like super 90s like I watched a bunch of 90s music videos to kind of get in the mood and it's just live concert footage with like this really weak setup of just like the phone call from Lori going hey I'm breaking up with you you, and then it's just shots of monsters like it's just that's all Andrew, it is i watched that this morning oh good because i was looking for the song so i could use it <laughs> i made that that was beautiful that was a great video <laughs> shannon what's your score for gore that makes i'm me s- so like i'm really honored to have you in this that makes me really happy um so my gore score which you know this is all about the costuming and and which was gorgeous you know and all yeah. the effects um involving that is definitely a four out of five um you know and i think that's what i like about our podcast too is our scores can be very like fluid yeah um because yeah. we watch such a wide array of movies that fall under the horror category but yeah so <laughs> for this for all of all of the costuming which must have cost a fortune uh, definitely a four out of five. It was really great. The film cost ten million dollars to make. Mm. Still hasn't made its money back. Million. Yeah, still hasn't made its money back. Twenty seven uh. years later. Um, and what, what would you rate it? I would rate it probably five because like, oh, yeah. there's so much. For example, like uh, the just violence and then the war scene at the end the, the last 20 minutes are probably just blood mm-hmm. um but uh, i was wondering what the budget was so i'm glad 10 you shared that tidbit. um they've been very open about that so i don't give a shit if i can say it um but uh there was another another scene in the hotel room with boone coming in and like the uh this is another uh, moment of absolute beauty and blood um it, when boone comes into the hotel room and there's the pyramid of cards yeah that's up. so decker was waiting for him long enough to build a house of cards uh oh. and there was just a whole like where everyone looks through, and it's just so gorgeous but like all the blood is is absolutely perfectly used oh yeah yeah um, yeah and for overall quality um let's start with shannon because i feel like yours is going to be the lowest and we can just work our way up like singular wireless which is a reference that is older than me yep, anyway. we're going to start low at a five right five out of five <laughs> no my uh which is totally true i I'm, i think i figured it out finally with my quality score like if it's a three it means i'm gonna watch it again and this is definitely a two because <laughs> There's well, it's just it's just the waiting. Like I could just never get through the first thirty five minutes again. You it's know, long. but if I skipped that, like I would watch. If if this was my freshman year of, of college, where I just watched specific parts of a movie over and over and over again, like I did for La Vie Bohème and, and Rent, then I would definitely watch this. The end of the movie, thirty five minutes on, over and over again, which is um, it's a very high two, but it's a two. <laughs> well, that's actually kind of cool because that's the amount of that's that's the real part where the new cut took place is the last Great. 35 minutes so you did she your job well it. yeah so that's awesome that, that that actually is the part that you like the most oh, yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> and i rated the film three out of five because i really enjoyed the film but 
plot-wise, there's not a lot going on. You can't go too deep in the Clive yeah. Barker film. I was, like, my comparison that I will use in my review when I write it is you have to step back and unfocus your eyes like a magic eye puzzle, uh-huh. and then you're like, oh, there's a movie. But while you're right in there in the thick of it, just don't try to think about it. You can't. It's the opposite of uh, the guy who d- created um, Tire, or uh, what is it? Rubber? Rubber. His films, you have to kind of just experience it mm-hmm. as a film when you're watching it, and then at the end you go, what? <laughs> Fuck it. That was fun. I'm done. Uh-huh. Uh, with Clive movies, you kind of just have to absorb it, and then there's an overall situation that's going to be happening, happening, and then that's what you take away from it. You don't yeah, take exactly. away the story at all. Uh, but yeah, with this movie, absolutely. Yeah, and, I, I dug it. It's like Labyrinth plus Dances with Wolves, and I was like, all right, I'm in for this. I like those movies. Yeah. And my perspective has totally changed now that you've talked about how it's supposed to be a, like a romantic movie. Yeah. Um, because that, those are the parts that I loved about it. Was the the love know, story. The, the diehard love story and um just kind of how we, we have, actually watched diehard <laughs> <laughs> as we have this this first main character who you know he's kind of crazy don't know what's going on with this midian mm-hmm. nonsense um but then we gotta kind of switch main characters to what well, and bobby what's her name her name is Lori. Lori. Very right. She's like uh, every right. horror every character. Horror character's <laughs> name, Lori. Um, yeah, uh, it switches to her, and she is just as tough as nails as he is. And that's, that's the whole the whole thing. And that's great. And I feel like if that, you know, I wish that it, that was emphasized, and that was like the angle that they didn't take initially. You, you know. You know what? I, I'm I'm going to give you homework. No, you don't have to watch the director's cut again. Don't worry. But. <laughs> You, you should watch the original cut and just see how different this is, how none of that is in the original film. Lori is like this person who just goes, you're not going to do it. Cool. <laughs> She's gone for 40 minutes. She comes back. You're still going to not do it. You're ruining it. And then roll credits. Like she's barely in the original cut. But how? Oh I don't she's understand so that. That's, she's such a huge part. God, that's horrible. That wow. was, she was mm, yeah. like following she's... that entire storyline was, that's actually her coming in was when I got engaged essentially. Like yeah. the guy rips his face off. He gets drugged. He runs off and then it's focused on her. And I'm like, all right, I got this. Like wow. she's, so, that's the part that, uh, film filmmakers and film film watchers always point out the most is how much this movie is Laurie's as much as it is Boone's mm-hmm. because everyone grew up watching the movie as Boone's movie and it's Boone's transition but this is so much more than that this is like he's the A character but she's the B and her story helps get Boone to where he has to be at the very end to get like that whole situation and then the prophecy you know that whole right. bullshit yeah. none of that was in the original film so that's always exciting so <clears throat> what would you rate this the well uh, you're you might be a little biased but what would you rate the director's cut on quality and what would you rate the theatrical cut on quality it's not a perfect movie by any stance uh but that's that's all like we did the most we could uh in the editing room like after all that stuff so i would rate it like as far as is a comparison to the original it's a four and a half but as a film film like as a film that i would watch over and over again three and a half i would never like i've only watched it 40 times because i had to (laughs) um but yeah that that film it's just yeah i I i'm not obsessed with it like some people are uh there's a dude out there right now making his own cut of the film and i'm like how many fucking cuts need to happen of nightbreed (laughs) the brian cut oh my god like he's he's taking the original cut 
the director's cut, the cabal cut, and some footage Narcissus I sent him because fuck him. Like, I don't uh. care. Just take it. Um, like, he's making his own cut. And I'm like, how how insulting is that to Clive Barker for him to just have this cut that he finally appreciates and someone said, not enough. Let's make another one. <laughs> Scrap it. Let's do it again. It's my movie. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's an amazing movie at all. Like, it's got some great shit in it, but overall, it's three and a half on my end. Great. What about you? Uh, well, uh, we talked about that. Oh, that's yeah, that's what that different. meant. That's yeah. you reworded it for me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Different. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate the uh, the the two and a half, <laughs> the two star rating. But, uh, I'm glad yeah. we're closer to average than I was anticipating. Yeah, so that's good. That is a good sign. Um, time to move on into one of our lively fan base's favorite parts, which I'm making up because I have not heard from anyone about what their favorite part is. You should tweet us. Um, <laughs> Uh, champion dialogue which is our favorite part where we pick our favorite line from the film so Shannon would you like to start us off yes please uh, so this ties into a couple things it ties into the campiness score it also ties into um, my family southern roots but uh, there was just this scene where Mr. Bitey what's his name Ah, Mr. Bitey. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Who no, do you no. mean Mr. Bitey the guy with the like slick back hair oh, the guy that the... wants to eat um, Lori Oh God, Peliquin, Peliquin, Peliquin. That's a great name, Peliquin. Um, and he, like, he's like he chases Lori, and Lori like runs away, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. yeah. And at that point, he says this, and it's actually kind of hard to make out, but then I got it, and it was it was wonderful. Y'all come back now, you hear? Y'all come back now, <laughs> yeah. yeah! It was such a quippy uh, line for He's wearing, exactly. he's wearing uh, her yeah, butterfly on, button on, on, yeah. on his skin. Yeah. That was, again, yeah. great gore score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it just uh, tied into, to, you know, Hodunk Canada, which is, is <laughs> yep. great. Um, Arkansas, Canada. <laughs> Arkansas, Canada. And Hello. Little Rock, Quebec. <laughs> Quebec. <laughs> We speak French and Southern. <laughs> oh my God! How many bonjour now, you heard? Oh uh, God! That, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what and about you? Yeah, my favorite line of dialogue is from Cheryl Ann. Oh, the, uh, as you said, the bar whore. Yeah. I love that character. I love all of those she characters. She puts the like, hoe and hoe down. Sexually active women who are just having a good time. Um, and she says, "Oh, she's asking Lori what's wrong because Lori's having a breakdown in the bathroom." Yeah. And so this is what she says. What do you do? Leave? Not exactly. He didn't come back, did he? That's even worse. Also, she also says, nothing worse than a dog with a boon. She says it like <laughs> the boon. boon. What's up? How you doing? Uh, that's a little wink. Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite line, I would have to say, I said it to the actor's face, and I feel really awful. Uh, the the sheriff of the police, uh, the police squad. I don't know what you he's call great. it. He's Mountie. Uh, yeah, his his real squad. name is Charles. Okay. And Hi, uh, Charles. he's unbelievably nice. Uh, he was at the premiere of the film, and I've seen his character so often that I just know all of his lines. He's my favorite character of all because he's just the biggest piece of shit. But at one <laughs> point in time, he goes, "I'll kill you all." <laughs> and I just went to him, and I, I saw him, and I didn't recognize him right away. And then they were like, "Oh, this is." Charles you played and I'm like oh, I'll kill you all 
And I just yelled it right at his face. And he was like, huh? Because it's been 25 years since he even thought about this movie. Yeah. So he had no idea. <laughs> you were uh, and I'm like, sorry, I edited the movie. It's my favorite line. That belongs to you. And then he goes, not walking around dead, my... not." Oh, sorry, I fucked it up. Not, not laying down dead, my friend. Walking around in my fucking cell dead. Like, he's got all the lines for me. Oh, uh, except that one. That's so good. I'll kill you all. I'll kill you it's all. It's kind of a general line, though. No, but him saying it was beautiful. Because yeah, no, he's covered in blood, dirt, and everyone's running away. I don't know. That's, That's a perfect. great... I'm so proud you had that one right in the bag. Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? I edited the movie. I yeah, to, I mean, I obviously. have to know everything about it. You, so you talked briefly about your favorite character, yeah. which is the sheriff, but yeah. we have to we have to talk about our favorite monster. Yeah, we're picking our favorite monster. Yeah, so you, you think, think on it just for a minute, because I know you know them all by name. Yeah. Very personally. Yeah. Probably been to their homes. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> and Brennan, why don't you start? Okay. My favorite monster, because there are so many really fabulously constructed monsters in this movie, but my favorite one is just, he's just a guy with a dog. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do you know his name? Uh, his real name is, si- he actually, that actor is the guy who played Butterball in the Hellraiser franchise. Oh, wow. You would never so know nice, yeah. because he's covered in a giant plastic face. Uh-huh. Um, his real name, his name, oh God, he'd kill me. Uh, anyone would kill me. I know it, but I don't know it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just, I love that guy because everyone's these really creepy monsters with like dripping blood faces and he's just a guy with, with nipple, nipple rings. rings and a dog. Yeah. And he looks like Doug the intern from Scrubs. <laughs> Like, High five. No, he's that's the wrong guy. Smiling around, and he's just having a great time, and then he explodes in the sun. But I like him a lot. Yeah, he. You feel bad when he dies. That's I feel so nice. bad. Yeah, I feel bad for his dog. We love him. Mm-hmm. That little dog that sounds like a monkey. Yeah, and his dog looks like Lady Gaga's dog. His name is something, and I'll think of it. Uh, so butter. my favorite monster is Rachel. I love how they have normal names. Rachel. Well, Rachel. just one of them. Then there's Shauna Sassi. Smoke Babu. lady. Sheena Sassi. Sheena Sassi. I remember Sheena Sassi. Narcisse. Narcisse. And I can't remember his me. name. It's like it's like Adagascar. No, that's where they're from. North of Adabascar. Fuck. How do I remember that? And I can't remember this guy's name. All right. Sorry. That's fine. Uh, anyway, so Rachel. Yeah. Who is is mama to to Babette. Mm-hmm. And, Such um, a French name for a monster. Uh, her power is so cool so she turns into smoke right and then she could turn into smoke and like seep through people and um she, she has this one scene that she'll obviously be known for forever because she's topless um but she that's she the one smokes, way to get immortalized she nope. smokes through the door and then just like shows up naked which makes sense because smoke you know lose your clothing right but then she like owns her sexuality and is just like <laughs> staring at this person and walks towards and then like kills them which is awesome um but yeah i loved her because she was like kind and compassionate and risks her own life in order to get in the car and like try to save midian and uh yeah no she was great great and andrew what's your favorite monster peliquin the red monster who bites boone because there's an amazing moment best moment in the movie is in the opening credits when it's running through Nightbreed and you just see his jaw unhinge and he's this full beast mode like that is the best moment like that's what uh, what made me fall in love with the movie right away is like holy shit I can't wait to see that happen PS never does but uh, there's that character is just so weird tortured and fun to watch that it's hard to look away Um, I I, I was really entranced by that moment in the credits too I was like this is gonna be a fun movie I hated that moment why because it, it, I feel like it, 
it detracted from getting into the movie because you already knew or like you already saw ahead ahead of time like all the monsters I, yeah exactly so only like, for that reason monsters. only it's for just, that reason i think that like the images themselves were really cool and everything just, but, yeah. like, sex hallucinations for yeah. like yeah. 30 minutes yeah that's what they like which is fine clive's into that shit you know oh that? yeah Obviously, yeah so. funny thing about him not enough bondage in that movie for him yeah, that's what i was thinking you know we all make mistakes <laughs> uh but yeah uh, uh, do you have more to say about that? No, I, I don't right. have to say anything else. Favorite scene, Shannon. Uh, so my favorite scene was the, um, I guess the Danny Elfman expanded, extended, uh, intro extended to the, cat intro to the labyrinth scene where she's just like walking through trying to get booed and they're not actually stopping her, but they're trying to scare her along the way and she just goes yeah. through and you just kind of get like a lineup of every scary thing in this labyrinth. Yeah, really great. That was really cool. There's some great shit in that. Yeah, yeah and that's that's definitely a great scene. Yeah, Brennan? And my favorite scene is when Rachel, a.k.a. Smoke Mom, shoves her fist through that guy's stomach to kill him. Yeah. That was a great scene. Pulls his heart out. Yeah. Like, how could you not have a good time with that She goes scene? smoke into his body, takes his heart out. She's a smoking hot, stealing hearts. And squeezes hearts. it. Yeah. Um, oh, she's, she's a heartbreaker. She is indeed. Go home. You're drunk. You can't say I things feel, like that. I feel drunk. Uh, that's that's what happens when you're with me. I talk so much, people think you're wasted. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, we, you okay. have to say. Andrew that, is tippling on a little bit of, would you like to introduce him? Yeah, so he, he, we, he introduces us into his apartment and says, hold on, I'm going to pour myself a drink. And he cracks open like this un... Uh, uh, not on course, but this brand new bottle of whiskey, and it happens to be, I shit you not, Boone whiskey. Boone whiskey, because you stay in theme yeah, on accident. It's going to whiskey you away had, to Midian. I had asked yeah. him, I was like, is, are you drinking Boone whiskey right now? And his automatic response was like, yeah, you want some? And then I was like, no, but like... <laughs> like wow, well, do I sound like that much of a bro? <laughs> well, you want some? You want a party? <laughs> no. you, you looking for some booze? No, for <laughs> the record, boons? he has been... I'm not even going to ask your card, bro. <laughs> he, he has been the, the nicest host. But uh, no, it was just, I was like, no, it's the th- like, you know, the movie. It was it was yeah. great. It was exciting. Boonsky, bro? I didn't even realize it was going to be that. Uh, that was a gift from somebody, so that's that's perfect I guess uh, my favorite scene it's hard because there's so many like my my favorite scene involves my favorite lines okay. um, and it's a very simple scene but it's something that was taken out of the original film and it was something that just it always brings a smile to my face regardless of how many times I watch it the press conference scene when oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. when when the sergeant's sitting down and he's smoking a cigar he's like yeah yeah we got it we got it we know what we're doing and they're like oh this is just the same Aaron Boone who died just a couple weeks ago and he's like pulls a cigarette out and this is my favorite my, my friend and I quote this all the time what are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's, it's one mumbled word. <laughs> what are you talking about? And, uh, yeah, and then he goes, excuse me. And it's just like, it just becomes, it just it's a, such a quick scene. That's a great scene. But it's such a fun scene that's so unbelievably cut out. And I, I, I made some extras day by <laughs> getting it back in. Because uh, that was the only time that person was in the movie. Uh, but, yeah, that that uh, that was that was definitely my favorite scene. That's wonderful, yeah. I forgot about that scene, and I'm so happy you reminded me. Because it... Probably is. It's an adorable scene. Yeah. It's an adorable scene. He's a, he's a cute guy. It's a quick moment, but great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And we're going to jump into the games, uh, which we have on our podcast. Is it one of my games? Uh, actually, no, I didn't steal any of these from you. <laughs> Woo! Good. I didn't want you to know. Originality. All right. Um, this game has no name, so I'll call it uh, Little Rock Canada. Um, <laughs> but it's a trivia game. Okay. 
Uh, I have 10 questions. Okay. If Shannon gets one right, she gets three points. If Andrew gets one right, he gets one point. Because you edited it. Yeah, that's right. Fuck so faces. I feel like that's fair. That's fair. And whoever gets the least amount of points has to play the next game in their best monster voice. All right. Is this a buzzer game or is this a equal opportunity playing game? Uh, we are not equal opportunity on this podcast. So it's a buzzer game. Can um, we... We'll, we'll raise our hands. Yeah, just... I'll yeah, just say re- that. Okay. <laughs> just just an audio yeah, podcast just, thing. Just raise your hand. Okay, um, I no. will raise my hand. Okay. Um, okay. Mm. I already know the answer. <laughs> what is the name of the inn where Laurie stays? Oh, shit. See, I don't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> I started with the weird kind Sherwood of Sherwood Inn? No. Shannon, do you have one? Uh... This one was hard. I don't know. Way I just front. I don't know. No, it's the Sweetgrass Inn. Sweetgrass. Okay. All right. What is the name of the bar attached to that inn? Sweetgrass Bar. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why don't you know these things? Why do you think of these things? I just, I was watching the movie. You're and I was a like, motherfucker. A, You're like the yeah. person who goes, what What day on the calendar was in the background of the scene when this woman was killed? Okay. They actually get easier as they go along. Okay. Because uh, the first ones I came up with were real hard. And then I was bastard. like trying to struggle for the rest. <laughs> Um, I don't know, ballet bar. No, it was Buffalo Days Rodeo. Oh shit! I should know that because the hats. Yeah, it's Little Rock. Buffalo Days, son of a bitch. All right, what is the name of the town where the inn is located? Sure. Uh, I should definitely know this. Um, it's Sherwood. No, it's Sharonek. 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 Yeah, I didn't need Sharenek. to need an opportunity to answer. That's fine. No. She knew it. Sorry. Give her three what points. I, I'll give you one point. Okay. Hey, pity point. Okay. These are going to start getting easier. Okay. Thank God. Number Sheer neck. Four. Sheer neck. Oh, uh, what, ta- back. what town do Lori and Boone live in in the beginning? Uh, oh, shit. I do know that. You Shannon? know that. Calgary? Yes. Yes. You get three points. So Yay. that brings you up to four. I was. I should have watched the movie yesterday. I should have done that. Uh, I think you'll be okay. I think I, I was so cognitive. Like, <laughs> All right. Uh, what is the name of the god of Midian? Shannon? Baphomet? Yeah. Shannon's kicking your ass, Andrew. Well, she's quick. All right. How many uh, points do we need? Uh, just whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to the first monster Boone meets, who is apparently Peliquin, which I've learned, mm-hmm. um, what profession does God have? Uh, he's an astronaut. Yes. How you doing? Nice. Catching up. I'm going to give right. you two points, you actually. That. God's an astronaut. <laughs> yes. Uh, number seven. What two body parts does uh, Narcisse want to collect from Decker when they're chasing after him? Uh, his balls and his eyes. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Good. <laughs> Uh, number eight. How is Boone's induction ceremony comically interrupted? Interrupted. Uh, you want me to raise my hand like a gentleman? Mm, just just, no, no, just do it. Uh, he lights his cigarette with a match off the wall. Yes. With his right hand. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a continuity error there? No. All right. Um, being a dick, trying to get as many points as I can. <laughs> okay. What recreational activity were the men in the hotel room next door participating in before they were killed? And or Decker, whatever. Shannon. It was second cards. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. And uh, we have different theories. That's yeah, true. Do. I like your theory better. That is a good theory. Yeah. I like that better. What makeshift weapon does Boone provide for the Nightbreed? Oh. Shannon. They're uh, um, wooden wood planks from the coffins. Yes. yes. I knew that one. I knew that one. All right. For the record. That, that's fine. It. That's fine. I appreciate you letting me win. It's fine. 
Okay, uh, for the record, Why didn't you win. I had no chance. Three for one. <laughs> I was two ahead, two behind. I know. Uh, don't don't pay attention to the score because I just kind of randomly assigned points or whatever because I knew Andrew Fuck. wouldn't have gotten. Wait, is that it? it? You're done? Yeah, that's the wait. end of that game. So you didn't ask like the most obvious trivia question ask that you it. should have asked. Ask it. What about the flan? Oh, there was the lady had like onion flan in her freezer, and I was like, I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. Onion flan. She yeah, had, like, strawberry gross. onion flan or something. Uh, Okay. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I just I couldn't remember what it was, so I didn't write it yeah. down. Um, but Shannon has 10 she points. She also was overweight, just so you know. Yeah. She, the, yeah, fat you. people eat weird shit, okay? <laughs> okay. Shannon has 10 points, Andrew has 6. Don't count. Don't count. Don't listen back and count those. Um, <laughs> but the next game, Andrew, you're going to have to do in a monster voice. That's fine. I'm super excited because I feel like you can do it. I'm a voice actor. Uh, you can yeah. see my work in uh, Bite Size Horror now available on iTunes, but that's that's Seamus Plug. <laughs> Uh, the next game is not uh, is one of our uh, classics it's called shock boff mary kill okay so to say again this game right no like who would you rather fuck mary kill yes it's the same thing we were just being clean boff but you're on the show also oh shoot no 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 no, Um, we're not are you fucking serious we're not (laughs) i'm gonna put a language advisor at the beginning perfect also uh bmk is his uh initials so it works out better yeah it's the brennan game the brennan game all right oh god (laughs) you are wasting i I don't even have the boon whiskey i'm drinking so much water so to start mm-hmm. the game, Boff, Mary Kill, what is our first round, Brennan? Uh, the first round is the men round. So welcome, Andrew. Um, would you rather Boff, Mary Kill, Boone, uh, Narcisse, or uh, the guy whose name we don't remember who has a dog, who is just the guy with the nipple rings? Was that a monster voice? That's a good monster voice. Boff. <laughs> Buff, uh, the guy with the nipple rings. Obviously, he's gonna have a good time. Yeah, he's, he's, he clearly knows how to do his stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd marry Bone. He's a legend. He's Grace. And plus, I'd get alimony after we divorced. He's in a prophecy. <laughs> we wouldn't last. Um, sit down, Donald. Bless him. Who's a- <laughs> Yeah, I really, I really turned it like, like I don't know who Dick Cheney or like I don't know who sounds like that. Like, um, who was the last one? Uh, the faceless guy. Narcissus. Oh, Narcissus. And then I'd Narcisse. kill Narcissus because he's dead inside, and he hates America. He hates living. Yeah. He hates Canada. I'd, I'd deport him and then kill him. Uh, <laughs> All right. that sounds so bad, Shannon. Uh, I would kill Narcissus as well. Wow. I would. You're a meanie. He, he, he killed himself. Anyway. I would marry Nipple Ring Guy because he doesn't talk much and he seems very sweet. And then uh, I would I would bone Boone because um, like we saw all the action he got and how he yeah. knows how to do so. Yeah, thirty yeah, minutes of making out right in that whole movie. Oh yeah. Oh man. All right, and I would kill the dog guy because I wouldn't want to marry him because I don't really like dogs that much. And <laughs> but you love <laughs> plus him. you love you love day outings and he can't go in the sun. Exactly. Um, actually, I don't really like the sun either, so that might be a better choice. <laughs> but um, I'll marry Boone because obviously he's a romantic lead. The only way he turns into a monster is he gets cool face tattoos, so it's not really a problem. And I would buff the Narcisse because that'd be a great story. Onaka is his name, by the way. I just googled it. Whose name? Oh, the, the dog guy. guy. Onaka. Onaka. Yeah, Onaka, shut the fuck up. That's a stupid name. <laughs> All right, and the women round. Will you buff, marry, kill Lori, Cheryl Ann, or Shaunasasi Monopoly? Shinasasi? Shinasasi. Shinasasi? Shinas. 
שין אסאסי. 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 I'm going to marry Cheryl Ann, just to spite Andrew. I'm going to kill... No one asked you, did they? <laughs> they did. I'm going to kill Lori, because why not? Because oh, I want Boone for myself. And the Porcupine Lady does whatever the third thing is. I forgot. Shannon! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will kill Shana Sassi, because if I didn't kill her, she'd kill me. Let's be real. Uh, and then I would, I would boff the bar hoe. as we say here mm-hmm. um cheryl ann because that's gonna be a great night let's be real yeah. she knows how to do it yeah She's a she'll take off yeah. that all denim vest jacket pants suit you know? combo well the thing is when you i was know? watching the movie i was like i wish she'd take that off and if you buffed her she would yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> finally yeah. <laughs> I'm thank just god just, just buff her so she can put on a onesie <laughs> yeah. afterwards like just give her a snuggie <laughs> just give her your shirt yes. thank you have a nice time and uh i would marry Lori because um of her infamous i mean anyone with Lori as a name in a horror film is wonderful and um she's got great rocker skills which <laughs> i can't say with a straight face johnny get angry johnny get mad mm. yeah she's great all righty so at, at the end of every podcast we give a recommendation for people who agree with us about the movie that we discussed uh-huh. so we'll start so you can think of something. i already got one okay great you can start you can start andrew uh since this is kind of an offbeat horror movie that that doesn't really play by normal move normal rules and kind of creates its own world and in this this unique vision um i recommend a movie called pumpty pool oh. which is an incredible i love that movie uh if you don't that's fine but um, no, you mentioned it on the last like three now streamings well it's because it's one of my favorites oh and yeah it's, and it's halloween it's just it's one of those ones that i i really want to get out there and mm-hmm. um It, it's on Netflix and that's kind of one of the first movies that I ever saw that I was like this is fucking beautiful this is fantastic and great um, and uh, it's on Netflix it's a zombie movie without being a zombie movie and being in a single location and I don't care how many times I talk about it because I'll continue talking about it that's what makes a good movie uh, idiot <laughs> <laughs> Shannon what's yours? mine is from beyond. I'll change it from beyond I love that movie I just saw it for the first time and oh it's fucking God. phenomenal what did you think oh, it's, you fu- it's okay, fucking okay. great it was so crazy we just did our top 10 horror movies of all time for Halloween and from beyond's like my number 6 yeah I get that mm-hmm. Shannon alright boys I almost um, I actually almost suggested from beyond for this episode yeah <laughs> so, buff Mary kill all three Andrew right here okay stop both of you now okay, okay. so he my, wants to buff me <laughs> it's a buff <laughs> Oh my, when, when I play this game with my boyfriend, he oh. always says bop. I'm going to kill both of you right now. I love your face. He's getting more and more angry. Okay, so my recommendation is Labyrinth because of costuming and that kind of like fairy tale feel. I also, I never talked about this, but I love that Midium is an actual place and not like a... mystical place yeah it's like totally just yeah. oh it's on the map it's just medium yeah, it's over like, there oh. across the street yeah. Yeah, you've been to the stuff. graveyard of Midian it's fucking chill <laughs> yeah it's great there's generators <laughs> um, but yeah uh, Labyrinth because um, Lori looks like a Jennifer Connelly uh, knockoff and <laughs> it's cool and it has that same like kind of like 
you just keep running into more and more weird characters with weird uh, masks and costumes and stuff. Yeah, David and Bowie's it's, there. It's yeah. magical. Big old dick. Mm-hmm. Magic dance. I think we just right. changed Brennan's name, uh, Brennan's choice to let. Brennan. <laughs> no. Okay, so um, my recommendation. I was thinking about this, and I was like, I really want to choose a really good film that's based on a Clive Barker story. So, Candyman Three: Day of the Dead. <laughs> based on very loosely, yeah, very I just, loosely. I just really like Candyman Three. Like, it's not a good film, but it's kind of about the way that the police treat Latino people in LA, and. I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, Ju Garcia from Nightmare on Elm Street is there. He's like Tina's boyfriend, mm-hmm. and he's he got more attractive with age. Um, and you can there's see him in Never Sleep Again, looking bonerific. And there's uh, eggs with bees in them. It's a great <laughs> film. Candyman two? No, just no. skip directly to three. I love which three. is now on Netflix. Yeah, it is. Candyman two now on Netflix for anyone who wants to ignore something else on Netflix. Yeah, it's a flick. It's a flick. To put on in the background. Um, so if you want to Netflix and chill and have nightmares later. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to our clue. Um, okay. Well, uh, the, the answer to the clue from last week is that next week we're watching Matt's listener choice, which is from dusk till dawn. So that's on Netflix. So we can talk about it. Um, you have a week to watch that and watch it with us. And the clue for our episode two weeks from now is the following. If you were born between January 20th and February 18th, you might just want to step on stage for this next one. If you have a guess for that clue that I totally just said, um, if you have questions, comments, or champion dialogues to share for From Dusk Till Dawn, you can reach us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast, via email, Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Five give stars. Us five stars for the amount of nipple rings that I'm going to get after tonight. And Andrew, where can people find you? You can find me at Downstream Pod every day, posting what's new, what's leaving, all that fun stuff on Netflix, on Twitter at Andrew Vertaco, and then that's about it. Great. I'm everywhere. And finally, You're everywhere to me. Oh my God. <laughs> and finally, um, the credits. So, uh, first of all, thank you so much to Andrew Vertaco for being on our show. Thank you and very also much for having me. For allowing us to record uh, in your humble abode. Yeah, they didn't yeah. know that until just now. Uh, our, oh, well, here we go. Uh, well, the curtain has lifted. They're going to know because of the sound quality. <laughs> let's, let's be Is real. it better? It's well, different. Your equipment is hardcore. Yeah, it is. is it but different? we also, well, we're all talking at the same time and we all are talking differently, different spaces from the mics, you can mm-hmm. tell. Anyway. The oh. first um, time that we recorded this podcast, we were just talking into our computer microphone. Oh. We got better yeah. things since then. Yeah, but. we have improved a lot. Um, also, Scream One Podcast is myself, Janet Shalakian, and the wonderful Brennan Klein. Um, I directed this episode. He's he's the restoration director yeah. of this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, so uh, who was singing uh, sound us Sound engineered by Andrew Furtado. <laughs> hey, cool. I'll take it. Yeah. You can put that on your Put MVP it on my, page. yeah, please. Give me uh, credit. And we'll be playing you out with Bobby. Johnny Get Angry by Ann Bobby. Just to see what he would do He stood there and you hung your head Made me wish that I would tell Johnny, get angry, Johnny, get back Give me the biggest lecture I ever had I want a brave man, I want a caveman Johnny, show me that you care, really care for me 
Bye. Bye. See ya.